but it's a really interesting discipline for me because it never it never ends and it needs a lot of patience. The tour life is is really fun. Like I love being on tour. Last year I realized working five days and having a, a normal weekend is also not what makes me happy or it doesn't make me happier, you know. Hello and welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast, sponsored by Harlequin Floors, the world leader in floors, stage systems and studio equipment for the performing arts. Our podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the culture creators, the backstage masters. My name is Anna Rob. And my name is Anna Aguilera. Today, Mario Mundweiler is sharing with us his experiences doing circus in Switzerland. Mario Mundweiler comes from a family who's been involved in circus for a couple of generations. In 1984, the Mundweiler family formed Circus Monty. Mario is a juggler and he is responsible for the finances of the circus, the administration and the programming of cultural activities. After more than 15 years in the ring as a juggler, Mario Manfala decided to take a break from the stage in order to focus on the behind the scene processes and procedures. But in November 2021, he plans to be back on stage together with his stage partner, Willem McGowan, in the suburb of Variety Schelfhausen, remaining loyal to the stage. Mario, welcome to Theatre Art Life and thank you for joining us. Thanks. Hello, how are you? Really good in Switzerland right now. <laughs> it's a little bad weather. It's raining a lot, but uh, all good. All good. You had opening night recently, right? Uh, yeah, we we started in Lucerne on Wednesday night. Uh, I was back on stage because we had some injuries. Uh, I I told Anna before um, we had some injuries and some changes in the show because I w I'm not supposed to be on stage this year actually, but now I'm actually back on stage. So it was a little stressful the last few days, but it's fun. It's nice. Cool. So tell us about you. Why are you supposed to not be on stage and what's what's happening? So yeah, I'm on tour right now with Circus Monty. It's been over 15 years. I actually grew up in, in Circus Monty. It's it's my whole family that is uh, working here. Like my dad, his girlfriend, my two brothers who are also currently working uh, for Monty the whole time. And we started tour this year in August. It was all a little uh, yeah, unclear because of COVID. And last year we canceled our tour, uh, I think as many other producers as well. And and we're really happy to be back on, on tour. I'm working mostly in office uh, since already a few years, but now I'm mostly in office. And I quit the stage for one year because I wanted to experience wants to be on tour but not on stage uh, just to to see also some other parts or to see more of behind the scenes of the circus of course i know it really well but during the show usually if you're an artist and you're on stage you don't really know what happens beside beside the stage so now it's nice to see a little different uh, the whole tour procedure and it's it's really fun I miss performing sometimes, but now I have the opportunity to perform, even if I would prefer that we wouldn't have any injuries, of course. But um, I'm back on stage for 10 days now, and then I stop again. And then in November, we start in Schaffhausen. It's a little show uh, with my partner from Chicago, Willem, who is also a juggler and a Diablo player. And 
he's coming to Switzerland in a month and then we start training again. He's been here last year and then the contract got cancelled as well. So yeah, I'm really excited to be back on stage for real then from November on. Wonderful. Were you always predestined to be part of the circus given that your father was working in it growing up? And when you were exposed to all of those things, why juggling? So my, my father was a juggler. He started juggling when he was maybe in his 20s. Um, he started to juggle uh, because they went on on a little tour. Um, it was mostly a vacation in a circus uh, because my grandfather was a big fan of, of the circus and a big fan of clowns. Uh, so they went on vacation because they had uh, yeah an occasion to go there for a few weeks and be part of the circus. And then they never really went back home again. They always stayed connected to the circus life. And then my dad started to juggle. He also did uh, education. It's not the traditional circus school he did. He was mostly training with, uh, with just one juggling teacher. And he started to perform in juggling. So I think I mostly took it also, or I started juggling mostly because of him. I think I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but we, we don't have the same style of juggling. So I think he taught me the technique of juggling, but then I started to to do my own thing. And I trained a lot with artists that passed in Monty uh, the last few years. Uh, I had a lot of duo partners. Uh, I did duo acts with clubs, with balls. And I've been always obsessed of like with juggling because my my brothers, they were always with the trucks. And this was like... The big thing for them and for me it was always juggling i started i had a little box of my my own juggling material that my godfather did for me uh so when i was three years old i started to throw balls around and and rings and and then now i'm mostly juggling with clubs but it's a really interesting discipline for me because it never it never ends and it needs a lot of patience I think it was good that I started as a kid. I think if I would start now or I see it now when I have friends, they, they try to juggle. They have no patience. And so I, I started really in my, yeah, I was three or four years old and I never stopped. And it's a really fun discipline. I still love it. Yeah. Is it a skill you have to maintain? Like, is it something that you have to keep training or is it something you can come and go from in terms of being able to juggle? It's a good question, especially after COVID, because I stopped juggling for a long time. And especially also now I'm back on stage yeah, since two days now. And I haven't been training that much in the last in the last few months. Of course, you always have to train and that you can keep the technique you have. And of course, I feel it. It's not that I lose my skill level, but it's just that I don't feel as comfortable maybe as I would train every day for two or three hours. But I, I stopped like training really constantly when I was starting to go in office a little more and and just also not only focusing on the stage. I think that was the moment when I... Not stop to train, but just less. And since then, my skill level hasn't really getting getting better. Like it didn't get better, I think, but it also didn't get worse. So I'm just like keeping up the the skill level. But uh, of course, it's really hard when you stop training for a while. 
I think it's in every discipline. It's it's the same. But in juggling, of course, it's frustrating when when I feel it. Also now on stage, I don't feel as comfortable than when I was training a lot. Uh, it's normal, but it's fine. I'm happy like it is. But uh, I have no more patience to train three, four hours uh, without a break. Yeah, this, I think for me, I love juggling, but at some point for me, it's it's like I'm happy with what I can do and it doesn't always have to be more and more. It's fine for now. And how did you realize or when did you realize that it was time to start getting into other things, other tasks within the circus? So when I was 15, I started an apprenticeship in another company uh, in office because I was looking for a education thing that works with the circus because I didn't want to quit the circus. And so like studying or you know, being away for four or five years studying something wasn't really my dream. And I really wanted to stay in the circus. So we were looking for, we had a really special education or like the apprenticeship was was based on the normal apprenticeship uh, in office, but we had like a combination of working in the circus, working in a normal company uh, in our home base in Volen. Um, and I think that was the moment when I started to realize there's not only the stage and it wasn't for me, it, it was always clear. I don't want to only be on stage. And then what should I do the rest of the day? It's like, we have two shows of course, but in the morning I want to have something to do and, and help the circus to, is it in administration or whatever it is? But for me, it was clear. I want to help also beside the show. And and I think with the apprenticeship in office, it was the logical way or like it, it was logical that I go in office and I help in in the administration. Also, my father, he is uh, he's doing a lot of administration and uh, we have a lot of events to organize. And uh, so, yeah, for me, it was always something really interesting. And And with my apprenticeship, it was clear that that I will go at some point into the office um, to help in this in this task, yeah. Yeah, I think it seems that in the family circus sort of environment, people cross jobs and roles and do everything, right, to keep it running. And there's, there's definitely like a tradition of circus being a family sort of institution. Why do you think it formed that way rather than sort of there's, you know, I know that there's some, you know, traditional circuses in Europe and South America um, as we've spoken with some other people on the podcast. And it's a stark contrast to, say, the corporate circus of Cirque du Soleil and those kind of shows. So how did that form and, and what's it like being in that environment? So actually when Monty started in 1985, it was my it were my grandparents and then my father and our family, but also the siblings from my father were also part of the circus. Uh, his sister then left really early. Uh, she went, or she was always interested in the circus life, but she she decided to to quit, and and then she had her own thing that had nothing to do with the circus. Uh, but my uncle and my both uncles, uh, they they stayed in circus, uh, also in Monty. They they stayed for a while, and so it was always a family thing. But right now, it has been only my father. And before also my grandma, but now she 
She also died in 2019. She passed away. Um, so since then, it's mostly my father uh, that runs the circus with his girlfriend, and now also me and my brothers that are part of the of the family. So it's still a family circus, but of course now it's or it's not like we're not a big generation or a big family of circus or we don't have like a, a big tradition uh, in the circus because we started or my grandparents they started a little bit out of nowhere because they started really late they, they've been teaching in Volen for for a long time and they decided when they were almost 50 um, they decided to to start the circus and and run their own circus now monty is uh, 36 years old so yeah also this compared to other circuses in switzerland we have knee that are running already since much more years uh, we had knock that is currently not anymore running uh, in switzerland but um they're also over 200 years old so we we don't come from the same from the same part so we just started a little bit out of nowhere i mean not me but my family and and now it's been yeah only the family of my father that is now um working in the circus and i think it will uh stay in our hands or i hope that we find a way to take it uh like the next uh, the third generation so me and my brothers um to keep on going and keep running the circus but my my father is is not that old eh? so he will still been working uh, for a while no it's nice of course the it's a special life that we have my friends the it was always uh, it was always really weird for them or weird it was special because i always came back to volen and then i went to school and then i left again because we went on tour because before we were also on tour for eight nine months now it it changed we're only a four month on tour and then most of the year we are home in our home base uh, but before it we were always on tour basically so it's a really special life but it's it's really nice just because we've asked this uh two other circus artists that uh grew up in in the circus can you tell us about how education works and how do you merge going through your studies and still performing and going on tour and how does that works for you uh, so we had our private school with us most of the time we try to also take other families on tour uh, maybe one part like the mother or the father they worked in the circus with us and the kids they went to school with with me and my brothers that we had some yeah friends in school or yeah just same age uh, like kids with the same age because of course in the circus most of the people are adults so we tried always to take families uh, on tour with us and then we had our own private school in a little trailer as everywhere i think in the circus uh, we had a teacher that taught us in the usually in the morning because we had shows in the afternoon and my older brother he was also always on stage so we were both performing um in the afternoon in the night and then in the morning we we had four or five lessons uh, of school from Monday to Friday. And then usually we had private school when we were on tour. And then when the tour was over, we went back to the normal school 
uh, in Wollen, our home base. And so, yeah, the, the teachers, they were always, or the teacher on, on the site or on the circus site was always in contact with, with our school in Wollen uh, the whole time. And we also did the same tests and it was, it was similar to, to the school in, uh, in Wollen, but of course we had less school and, and my friends, they, they always said, ah, you only have school in the morning and in the afternoon you're off. Um, but actually we had shows. That's why uh, it was mostly in the morning. You were but working. That's kind of how it worked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. what was the first how old were you when you first stepped on stage in front of an audience to perform i was six years old yeah. wow and you were juggling no actually it was not even planned that i'm on stage uh, at this time uh, it was our director of the show there was somebody that had to throw a diablo for my for the act of my father and and my older brother they had a diablo act and there was one person missing to throw a Diablo to start a trick. And then the director had the idea that it could be me. And that was maybe one or two weeks before we premiered. And and that's actually how it started. And then, so I was not officially planned in the shows. It was like, uh, yeah, last moment. <laughs> we need um, someone. You're good. This, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. <love> it. <laughs> because I, I was always... I was always there with my older brother, also rehearsing for myself. And it was just not planned that I'm on stage, but then he had the idea to to put me on stage. And then I had my little moment in the background. I was doing tricks. And, and then the next year, then I was officially in the show. And uh, since then, I've been performing the whole time. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, how how people's lives take turns sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I've always been surprised of the relationship Switzerland has with circus and how many, you were mentioning there's a lot of circus, a lot of traditional circus, and it, Switzerland isn't a very big country. Is there, is, is it a cultural thing? Is there support from the government? Is it support from the private corporate corporations? Have, why how so i think in in general of course circus is known as as a long or has a long cultural story in switzerland i think as well uh from the government we like support of the government is not really a big thing in switzerland i would say uh, or not for circuses often when especially now in times of covid uh, they were always talking about uh, some like restaurants and theaters and cinemas, but the name circus was never really was not really named in all in all of this. So I think for for the public or for the people, uh, it's really important. I think the the culture or the circus as a culture, but for the government, I don't know if it's if it's a big thing. Uh, we don't get a lot, a lot of support, like financial support. Uh, of course, in all the cities we go, uh, they're always really happy when when we come back and uh, and we have really nice contacts to to the cities. Uh, this for sure. But I think if you want to start a circus right now in Switzerland, I don't know if you would get like big help from the government because I feel like it's still. 
it's not that when you when you say or sometimes I just sometimes feel it when when you're somewhere or you're on the phone and then somebody's asking you but what do you do uh, for a job like or for a living and then you say yeah I work in a circus it's not that they think it's funny but you know there's always this weird I don't know it's just strange but I think it's normal but we are also not only a circus we also have a tent rental uh, or a part that is a tent rental so this is more like let's say normal business or it's not like the traditional way of touring with a circus uh, so yeah i think monty has also it's not only like known because of our touring circus i think now we also have different other projects that are maybe also in some other parts not only culture i think which helps that that we can like find our way or that it's not only important that the circus runs well so we have other parts that that we can also do some do some stuff in are you always in the tent when you're performing or are there venues around on your tour that you go into no we have our own tent uh, always with us so we build it up on every side uh, it's always the same tent um, and we have another show in in our home base it's like a winter show with uh, a class yeah it's actually a classic variety show uh, with dinner uh, like with food and and everything uh, this is in our home base in Wolen, uh, actually in our training space uh, where we prepare the show that goes on tour. And then from November to December, we have a winter show that is running. Um, but our tour is always in the tent. Yeah, this is always the same. And who decides sort of when you're doing different circus shows, who's the creative? Is your family also coming up with the creative and what acts are going to be in there? Or do you bring somebody in to conceptualize the, the the new shows so the the girlfriend from my father she's like the responsible of the the whole casting process and of course we have always a directing crew or like we have directors from everywhere like this year they came from canada uh, i've been working with one of the directors already the third time now so they bring their ideas of course and and we help or like we support them or we also uh, we are in contact with artists a lot or like the girlfriend from my father she's in contact and she's watching videos the whole time uh, so she's casting or like she's looking for people or for artists but it's always in, like together with the directing team and this always changes so we never have the same crew that is working on a show it's always a different uh, a different crew that is directing the show we have somebody that is uh, producing the music for the show uh, for costumes uh, for lights so it's always changing of course costumes and and lights and music we often have the same uh, the same people working for us because it's it makes it just much easier because they know the whole process of the monty show um, but the directing team, we, we change it actually every year. And now a moment for our sponsor. The Theatre Art Life podcast is proud to be sponsored by Harlequin. Harlequin is the world leader in floors, stage systems and studio equipment for the performing arts. 
Established in the UK over 40 years ago, Harlequin is the preferred performance floor for the world's most prestigious dance and performing arts companies, theatres and schools. From the Royal Opera House to the Bolshoi Theatre, the New York City Ballet to the Royal New Zealand Ballet. Harlequin's experience and reputation are founded on the development, manufacture and supply of a range of high-quality sprung and vinyl floors specifically designed for dance and the performing arts. Backed by an engineering team and independent research, Harlequin also designs, builds and refurbishes stages working with stage engineers and theatre consultants in leading venues across the world. Harlequin is the global leader in its field with offices in Europe, the Americas and Asia-Pacific. Find out more at harlequinfloors.com, H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N floors.com. What is important to you when you're looking for a director or a creative team? Of course, we have, let's say, we have uh, our own style or we we kind of uh, have some, like, let's say, important things that we we want to have in the show. So we, we want to have group. Uh, act so we need artists that are uh, willing to like to do group acts and also directors that want to create a lot of uh, a lot of acts where the whole group is involved so all the artists are are on stage and so of course we need directors that are really creative and also that want to work with with a team of 12 13 artists together and create like it's it's mostly creating group acts of course the whole uh, they also work on individual acts and and all transitions and but for us it's really important that or what our public loves is when all the artists are are on stage and they do a like a group act with acrobatics or dancing or whatever it is um but our shows are mostly based of course on on really good individual acts um but mostly on on group scenes um that that we really want to have in the show um so for our directors or let's say if we if we have a director that comes from traditional circus i don't know if it would be possible to create the show we would like to have uh, so we mostly take directors that are used to also direct maybe in theaters or that uh, for example this year the crew was from the school from the circus school in montreal so they know they know our style or they know it's similar a little bit similar to i wouldn't compare ourselves with Cirque du Soleil but they're also creating and they, they train they rehearse a long time and to produce a show so for us, it's a little similar. We have two months of creation uh, where we create the whole show with with new music, with new costumes. So we need directors that are really open to to just try out and, and make a lot of group scenes in the show. So I think that's mostly what for us is important that a director is also like okay with because we don't want to have a show where it's an act and then we have a clown act and then you know like the a little bit the traditional way so we mostly put focus on on our group scenes yeah so that's how the monty sort of circus is a standout compared to the other traditional circuses in the region to, which is more of an ensemble sort of group show rather than individuals in that traditional and and do you also 
focus a lot on um, is there any narrative or storytelling in the Circus Monty style or is it more of a spectacle? Your shows, do you create a story arc in the show? Like, you know, Cirque du Soleil try to often have a vague storyline in the circus with, with, with their ensemble pieces um, as opposed to traditional circus, which is a bit more act and act and act and act. So yeah, yeah. is does Circus Monty do that or how else would you describe that? It depends. This year the show is like based on a, it's a homage or like a, it's a little bit, the, it should show the story of my grandparents, how they came into circus. And so this year the, the show starts in a school uh, room or like it starts in, in the school. And so it's, we try to sometimes tell stories in the show, but it shouldn't be that you can only understand the show if you're really focused on the, on the story. Uh, so we, we only, we always have a theme and it has like, a, how you call it? A red, we, we call it the Roter Faden. I don't know how it's in English. It's like a, a thread, a thread that runs through, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. of course the show should make sense. It's not only act, act and act, but um, it's not that we always want to tell a whole story that you have to understand that the show was like, that the show is actually, nicer uh, so for us it's only important that we have a theme and then we make something with this theme but it it doesn't have to like tell a big story behind so um, yeah that's also important for us i think it's it's a little similar to Cirque du Soleil or also Eloise maybe they have a theme but it's not that you have you watch the show and you really have to think oh what are they trying to explain uh in this scene or it's a little similar to that i think you can in our tent you can sit inside because we also have a lot of kids of course and and for kids it's always hard to to follow a a story through a through a show i think for adults of course it's different and it could be easier to understand but we have a lot of afternoon shows with a lot of kids uh, so it has to work for both uh, for adults and kids of course so I think in uh, on one way, like on one side we're also kind of traditional in ter- in terms of how we create a show. Uh we have individual acts, we have clown acts in between. So like the the base of the of the show we could say it's it's kind of traditional, but then we just try to to make it different that it looks not uh as traditional as as another circus would would do their show, but I think we're not um, like a nouveau nouveau cirque. I think that's not what we do. We're like in between traditional and nouveau cirque. Um, so we always try to find uh, a nice way of combining both. I love the idea of an homage to your uh, grandparents. That sounds like a great start to a circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it also sounds very circusy. There's something to the setup and the strike of a tent that brings everyone together. Um, I don't know how familiar people are with this, uh, everyone that is or hasn't been part of this. Do you want to walk us through the process, who's involved, and what happens when when the tent is set up? So we have about 60 people now on tour. So the tour now is only three and a half months. Uh, that we are all together on tour 
It starts in July. And then we have a team that is working the whole year in Monty um, that is also helping with build up and build down. And then, of course, we have a lot of workers that only come for the tour. So they stay with us for four months. And, uh, and then we go from side to side. Uh, of course, everyone has his own job during build up and build down. Also, the artists are helping during build down and build up. Uh, we transport all the material. Uh, artists are also driving their trailer uh, to the next site. So it's it's always a nice moment, the, the whole process of, of build down and build up, because it's also part of the circus. It's not only the show uh, that is interesting, or I think it's not the show that, of course, artists, they're coming to Monty because they want to perform. But I think it's it's also build down and build up and working together also with the others, not only to be only part of the artist crews, it's also being part of the of the whole crew on the site. And I think that's really cool when we build down and build up. We t- it takes about two, two and a half days. We take more time now than, than before. Now we we go n- not slow, but we, we take time to, to build down and, and drive safely to the new site, build up, and just that it's more relaxed. It's still really stressful, of course, but uh, before we, we transport in the night uh, really late, and then uh, in the morning we build up and we had shows already in the night and stuff like this. We stopped doing it because we said it's not, it makes no sense to, to us. It's too dangerous also. and so now we take more time. So I think for everyone, it's also more, or they can, uh, let's say, I think it's more fun now because we, we know we have a little more time and you can also enjoy more uh, the whole process of of transporting to, to the new site. So yeah, it's we're 60 people that are constantly working in the show or in the buffet, uh, like selling popcorn and, and ice cream and uh, we have a kitchen with us that is cooking for all of the crew uh, every day so we're always together it's like a, it's like a camp <laughs> so we, we're all here and yeah it's it's really fun it's really fun uh, that's that's like the magic of the traditional circus tour I think that that family sort of community not not literally family but the community of people that you build as you move the show from place to place is kind of nice. What would you say is the most favorite thing about your job? I think it's doing a lot of different uh, jobs at the same time. Of course, now I'm I'm actually not performing, and now I know why I've been always been performing <laughs> in the last few years because I, there's something missing uh, personally for me. Uh, so I think it's the combination of working in the office, more behind the scenes, but then also being part of of the show. I think for me, it's it's mostly the the combination of all the different jobs that I can that I can do in the circus, and and just the tour life is is really fun. Like I love being on tour. Uh, we move from side to side, and everything looks almost the same on every side of course some trailers are somewhere there and somewhere there but most of the time it's you arrive on a new site you build up and then it's the same again like on on the site that you were before so 
it's just this special tour feeling that that I missed a lot last year when we when we couldn't do the tour. I think that was a moment when I realized, okay, actually, tour life is really cool, and and I couldn't stay home the whole time. Coming back from work, I have an apartment and everything. It's I love it. It's nice, but uh, there's there always there has always been something missing last year. So I think in general, just tour life is is uh, what I really like. And if there was one thing you could change about your job what would you change of course during tour it's always like this that i i don't really have time for friends that i have in volen so uh, sometimes it it would be nice to have maybe a day off at some point and not only a monday because my friends they're always working on monday and we are working on the weekend so we never have time to uh, Yeah, to go eat or or whatever. Of course, we you can organize it, but um, it's just more complicated. So sometimes it would be nice to maybe have a Sunday off. But of course, I know it does, it's not possible. <laughs> but just, uh, I think there's not really something that I would like to change or that I'm not happy in my job. Of course, circus life is really stressful or you, you have long days and you're working seven days a week. And, but I think that's, or last year I realized working five days and having a, a normal weekend is also not what makes me happy or it doesn't make me happier, you know? So I think as long as we can go on tour and, and public is coming, even now in, in COVID times, we have, uh, yeah, we have a big fan base. I think that and, and the public is coming. It's it's really nice. So as long as we can go on tour, I don't have to change anything. <laughs> so good. That's amazing. It's in your blood. You've got to be on tour. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how would people find out more about Circus Monty? Is there a website? Um, how would they look up what when the shows are coming, etc.? Yeah, we have a website where... You can find information about uh, our casting, about the show. Uh, uh, always, uh, it's always updated uh, with news from the site. Uh, we also have Facebook, of course, where we're active. Instagram, uh, so you can follow uh, Monty uh, a little everywhere, I think, and find out about the the tour that we're actually running now. And so right now, go see you in Lucerne. Right now is Lucerne, and then we go on Bettingen. It's not, I think it's not places that people actually know if they're not from Switzerland. Um, but we go to Bern and Zurich. Uh, these are the big cities that are left on our tour, uh, tour plan. And we stay on tour until end of November. And then uh, our winter show is starting in November as well. Um, and we hope that now it. It can work out with uh, with COVID, of course, and we hope that it won't get worse in the next few weeks. In Switzerland, it has been uh, a little complicated in the last few uh, weeks. It got a little worse, but now I think it kind of stabilized. So we're optimism that we can finish the tour as planned. 
Mario, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful to get to know you and I'm wishing Thanks. you all the best for your for your show over there and your return to the stage. Thanks so much. Yeah. I have I have to go train this afternoon. <laughs> we have a show tonight, so <laughs> back to training. No, thanks so much, and um, see you soon. We would love to hear from you, our listeners, on who you would like us to feature on this podcast or what topics fascinate you. There is a link in our podcast description where you can send us your requests and guest nominations. Theater Art Life provides regular monthly webinars and podcast episodes for free. If you have the means, donations can be made via a link in the podcast notes. We would be thankful for any support you can give us. You can learn more about Theater Art Life, the global media site for entertainment, at www.theaterartlife.com. And you can follow us on all social media platforms. We want to thank David Sire for composing the music for our podcast. We are your hosts, Anna and Anna, and this is the Theater at Life podcast.